that I was knighted at your marriage. John Winchester. August 19th, 1975, you were married. In Reno, your idea. A few years later, I came along. Then Sammy. And then I burned.
I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Hat Winchester. <laughs> and this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I watch every mm-hmm. single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Almost called you Hat. Uh, we're here, season 12. Chris, we just made people sit through a five minute podcast intro. <laughs> so sorry everybody. oh yes 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 listen it's not going to be that long every time i no. know you wish it could be Mm-mm. um but those you know those bits and those uh you know those gigs we gotta get them back we gotta we gotta save yeah. them for the outtakes we have so, to save uh, have to save some of those bits uh yeah it's a new season so we commissioned a new song uh hunks of summer based on uh chris's suggestion of a bat for lashes cover of boys of summer which mm-hmm. i immediately fell in love with uh we decided to see if we could make something funny and sad at the same time i think was kind of the goal uh yeah and i think it i think it worked out really well our uh our friend dylan aka banshee beat produced the track and our our good friend heather heather millette um did all the vocals and banshee beat did all of the mixing um you can find both of those people on various like music services. Please go seek out their music. I'll have links in the show notes to, on every episode this season. Um, but yeah, thank you. Number one, thank you so much to Chris for the idea and for helping me write the jokes. Uh, not that there's a lot of jokes in there. It's actually kind of well, sad. Pretty light on jokes. Just kind of sad. <laughs> so, kind of like the podcast. Um, uh. But thank you so much for, for Dylan and uh, Heather just completely knocking it out of the fucking park. Like it's, it's very weird to have an idea like this and to see it so well realized and, and realize you didn't really do anything to do it. You just, you just kind of had an idea and you just tossed it at some other people and they fucking killed it. Um, yeah. And I decided to make a video about it, so you can find a link to that in the show notes, <laughs> which we'll have. <laughs> I'll have all of the the lyrics uh, to the song in there, as well as some some uh, just an enormous amount of work on my part. Um, and special shout outs to Judy and the Monster Tweet Discord uh, for just putting in all kinds of fucking work, helping me understand video editing. And um, sh- extreme shout outs to Kinsey, Nissa otter and uh everybody else on the monster week discord that helped me find clips for those things it was very nice having a just a group of people to be like hey anybody know where i can find a clip of sam and dean hugging and they're like season six episode 14 minute seven (laughs) and i'm like oh god this is gonna make my job so much easier i've been talking for a long time chris i'm sorry how are you how are you doing i'm doing i'm doing good man um we're in season 12 that's crazy how you feeling man season 12 season 12 I'm feeling crazy, bro. <laughs> what are we doing? How do we get here? So the Hat Winchester joke, it'll come up in a few minutes, but you brought this up that this you watched this episode probably th- within the first week or two of us recording Monster of the Week. Yes. Um mm-hmm. this was an extremely early thing. You you like we barely even knew each other and you sent me a picture uh of this uh extra from this episode and you said this looks like you in supernatural and i said that guy's hat winchester that is his name because he was it's just a very very supernatural extra you know um and it's just crazy to think that that's the point that we're at now yeah like you were you were watching this live when we started the podcast but here we are well we're in think, the future i think, somehow here i think i got so excited about supernatural when we started the podcast i was like oh we're only watching three episodes a week and we're only th- recording about three episodes a week. I need more supernatural in my life. So uh-huh. let me go watch the current season two. And it just simpler com- times completely broke my brain. Imagine watching, imagine you and I keeping up with three episodes of supernatural every week, this every, every week, Chris, we would we, kill ourselves it, trying to do that. I mean, we were looking at our old notes for seasons, like, you know, for, for season one, essentially for the early episodes. And it's like, all right, see episode one, two, three, no notes. <laughs> 
then the next episode was four, five, six. We took episodes or we took notes on episodes four and six. Five got nothing. It was like <laughs> what was happening oh, in was, five? What did we do? It was like four <laughs> sentences per episode, and we would just burn through. I mean, the podcast was still three hours long, but um, we it was just. I'm I'm glad that we that we changed format, and I'm sorry that we did those early episodes dirty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'd be interesting to go back and cover those one time, and who knows? Maybe we'll get around to doing that one day. Yeah, um, who knows? this is where I would normally plug the Patreon, uh, but mm-hmm. instead, uh, given the light, given recent events in our nation, I know this is not going to play well uh, later on when people hear this two years from now. But um, we're in the middle of crazy riots uh, and the. Black Lives Matter movement, uh, basically rioting against cops murdering black people in the street. Uh, check out the show notes. There's a link there that will allow you to donate to. Uh, it's basically an Act Blue website that makes it easy to donate to bail relief and things like that to get people out of jail. Um, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter. It's an important thing to me. I wish I could mm-hmm. do more. Like reading Twitter nowadays makes me cry, literally, which is a, a strange place to be. Um, so I just like the the least about I could do to spread awareness and to help out is what I'm going to do. So do that instead of going to our Patreon. Yes. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jeremy. Can you remind me what happened in season 11, my man? Hey, what didn't happen in season 11? God's sister, also known as Amara, also known as the darkness, in case that wasn't clear, unleashed her fury <laughs> on the world, Jeremy. What's her gamer through tag? the power. Her, AKA, it's her gamer tag. AKA, uh, <laughs> God's sister, AKA Amara, AKA darkness, AKA um, the actress's name that just left my mind. Emily um, Swallow. There we go. Amara unleashed her fury on the world, but through the power of family, the boys, but mostly Dean, uh, reunited the two warring celestial siblings, bringing a momentary peace to the world of Supernatural. As a gift to Dean, Amara gave him what she believed uh, to be what he needed most. That's right, his mom. But while Dean was having a shocking reunion with his mother, Sam and Cass returned to the bunker, still believing Dean to be dead, only to be confronted by Toonie, not correcting that, by Toonie from the British Men of Letters, who wasted no time in casting out Cast and firing on Sam. Yeah, uh, so we are discussing season 12, episode one, Keep Calm and Carry On. That's a British thing, Chris. Ah, didn't, ah, yeah, I thought, it was, I yeah. thought that was uh, specifically for Tumblr. Oh. British, British, Britain <laughs> needs alerts, everybody. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's a thing that people say. Um, I, I think this season is going to be full of Britishisms that you and I get totally wrong, and I cannot wait to annoy mm-hmm. our overseas listenership. Sorry, everybody. And I mean... We already started with Toonie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you write it T-U-N-I in all of your notes? <laughs> um, I actually, I went T-U-N-Y, which Whoa! is even more disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Tunny. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not a good look. Uh, so we're, keep, we're discussing Keep Calm and Carry On. This was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Phil Segrisha. This came out on October 13th, 2016. Mama Winchester is back. Dean is overwhelmed as he comes face-to-face with his mom, Mary Winchester. Meanwhile, Sam is fighting for his life after Toonie, from the Women of Letters, shot him. What? <laughs> not what? A, okay. That's not what they're called. It, it actually says, from the Woman of Letters. Like it, it, okay, so she is a woman of I mean, I, you know what? Let's not argue, let's, we don't need to argue semantics on this one. Yeah. So, um, important news. Chris, you have the road so far is back. I uh, hell hell yes, brother. I have the road so far as back. I got to watch this pretty decent intro to yeah. season twelve. I couldn't even like appreciate it because like I start the episode and uh, then I start taking notes real quick on like my actual road so far that I write. 
Um, and I used to base it on what I was seeing on screen. And for so long, I've just been using my imagination. And so when I started hearing that music play, brother, it took me back. <laughs> oh, did it? Did it? Did it kind of? Did Did it guide your narration for the previous season at all? Honestly, not really, but it was really exciting to see it again. Um, it, it wouldn't have even had to have been a good one, and I would have been excited about it just because they were back. It's, um, it, it's interesting because I don't re- recognize that song at all. Did you recognize that? Do you know that? No, I don't know that song. Yeah, it's like I feel like as Supernatural is going to get older, like some of my reference points to it, as it gets further away from like classic rock stuff, like my reference points are going to be less and less useful. Yeah, old man, same. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's called "Bad Boys" by April Wine, and I just never. <laughs> nope, nothing. What you gonna do, right? Um, what you gonna do, man? So we start right where we left off with Dean face to face with his mother, who is in the nightgown that she died in. Thanks, Amara. Couldn't couldn't run me through the gap before you got before you yeah, put me back on there. The, couldn't hit up old Navy real quick. <laughs> Ma, um, what are you doing? Dressed like that out here. <laughs> ma it's cold you're gonna catch a cold ma <laughs> uh everybody looks pretty confused in this moment and uh mm-hmm. dean literally starts reaching out in a kind of are you real gesture uh, as if she was he's about to touch her and uh she just very quickly grabs his arm and slams the dude to the ground and uh puts mm-hmm. her foot on his neck and the fo- first of many feet shots in this episode yeah I, I take it back i do not mm-hmm. want them to show us the feet anymore chris we asked too many we asked too many times Yes. Whoever directed this um, was just very passionate about showing these feet. Phil Segrisha, <laughs> a.k.a. Phil? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> you know, Phil, we had a pretty good run there where you weren't showing us any feet. Yeah. Um, it felt like it was a safe joke to make. It felt like we were never going to see the feet, and that, and therefore it was okay to ask to see them, because it was never going to happen. Um, you or heard if, our pleas. If we and, did um, see the feet, uh, it was like an action shot of Sam running, right? Like, it was an accidental foot, and it was just, right. it, the joke was still good. Because he doesn't sleep in socks. He's no. not a psycho. Oh my god, please. He doesn't have to go to school the next morning. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> He's not sleeping in jeans. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, um yeah this is this is heavy foot stuff uh heavy foot stuff yeah she doesn't recognize dean mary doesn't recognize dean he's attacked him um or defended herself from him and uh he's like i'm dean i'm your son and she's like my dean is four years old and dean says i was four years old when you died and that's when she's hit with like the flashes of memories and um sees like some of the night that she died and sees some of that happen and everything starts to to dawn on her and as dean is able to get up he starts kind of like filling her in on like i you know i know your birthday uh i know your parents names uh i know how uh you and john met which is i don't know if this is the first time that we've heard this story precisely. it has to be right because i don't recognize yeah. the like run into uh a war vet and knocked him on his ass and it was slaughterhouse five like there's a lot of details here about their relationship that i'm like Man, John must have spent a lot of time like drinking and telling the story to the boys when they were too young. He was like, "I met your mother, and she, she, we went for coffee, and I got her number." Like, you know? <laughs> Years later, I pushed your brother in off. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna step on the gas a little bit. Just gonna put on. He like, sounded like that even then. <laughs> Dean just looks over at Sam. Is like, "Merry Christmas, Sam." Yeah. <laughs> just crying (laughs) just openly weeping uh um i love this line um where because he talks he talks about everything uh you know a few years later you were married a few years later i came along after that sam came along and then she just looks at him as like 
and then I burned. And I'm like, whoa, Ooh. okay. Ooh. Yeah, this girl is going to have some problems. Like, as you might yeah. imagine, someone would have some like post traumatic stress of dying in a fire and on the ceiling and then, you know, being brought back to life. The way she says it, the way she delivers that line, like, you know, it's going to, it's not just a, it's off the cuff supernatural thing. The way she says, and then I burned. It's, it's that dawning realization of like, holy shit. What, what happened? What, where am I? What is my life? This is, this is real. Um, and Dean tells her that it's been 33 years. Um, and then she slowly sort of recognizes her son for who he is and, and moves in and, and they're able to hug. And that's when it looks like to me, it finally hits Dean. Yeah. Cause Dean this whole time has been like pretty like, okay, well I've sort of been here before because of time travel. So I'm just going to lay out this information so that you try to believe me. And then when they finally hug, it's like he calms back down. And the realization that his mother is hugging him for the first time in 33 years hits him. It's 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 emotional. Uh, I was kind of obviously we're in a crazy time right now. Um, I, you know, everybody's like uh, you know, riots on top of quarantines, on top of work stress, on top of everything else is like really getting to me. Um, but this whole episode, all of this Mary stuff, and it's probably because I lost my mom like relatively quickly and like without any kind of warning and um like a, over a decade ago like maybe i have some issues with that but it it kind of had me on the edge of emotions this entire thing chris mm-hmm. like i was something with this mary dean stuff just really fucking like destroys me <laughs> i don't know what it is they i think they just handle it in a way maybe not even what we would like expect like dean's sort of playing that older brother role again because that's what he's good at doing but at the same time there is a like a, a spark or like a light in Dean like he's with his mom again and you know it's it's having an effect on him um but it's not going super over the top with everything and Mary's sort of subdued in all of this cuz she is just taking it all in there's a you know a few moments of like holy crap is that a computer stuff like that um but they weren't really making jokes out of it. Like there's a little bit of a, you know, cast saying, Oh, I don't like computers too. And you know, there's some camaraderie there, but as Mary just sort of looks around at the world silently and is just taking this stuff in. And, uh, even like her relationship with Dean throughout the episode, there's this like somber note under everything. And it, um, uh, it's heavy, it's heavy yeah. stuff. Uh, we cut from Dean and his mother reuniting to, uh, hat Winchester. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A man dressed in flannels with a big old trucker hat. He's driving to a truck when um, a something comes blasting out of the sky. Uh, and so he stops and he gets out to look at the crater that it left behind and out calls, crawls Castiel. Um, he quickly finds out that he's about three hours from Lebanon, Kansas. Um, and the guy is like, man, what's going on? Are you an alien? You're on Earth. What and Castiel just immediately puts Hat Winchester to sleep and steals his truck. And presumably Hat Winchester, I feel like, is going to be the villain of this season. Like, I feel like this He's is gotta be. this is the first thing they're just going to kind of like the next next episode. We're going to get like he has to go find his truck again. He's going to see the boys at the bunker. Just start following Castiel around thinking he's some sort of crazy alien. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to get into mm-hmm. some hat pathos. This guy seemed like he was being pretty nice. Uh, just just trying to help, you know, this this crazy this crazy alien figure out what was going on. And he just gets summarily 
dropped, man. He is put down. Cassiel um, does not have time to talk to humans no. anymore. It's like it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, Jesus, Cass. Like, the camera <laughs> lingers on this dude's unconscious body as Cass steals his car and drives away. You left. I know there are bigger fish to fry, <laughs> but yeah, this guy doesn't know that. He thinks he just got robbed by an alien. Why did you just put him in the back of his truck? <laughs> like, just, yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to take I the truck, know. or just be like, bro, you gotta drive me. I don't know. Um, it's just, it's, this is now, now Toonie's going to be after Cass too for these crimes. Oh, I'm sure Toonie definitely has a wall about Castiel somewhere, believe me. Um, yeah. So Cass is rushing off to try and get back to the bunker. Yes. Um, Dean and, uh, Mary are, are talking in a park. At this point, Dean has no idea anything is wrong. Yes. Um, Sam and Cass don't know he's alive yet, but, um, you know, he's still taking in a lot and it's only been a few hours, so he's working his way there. Um, he uh he talks about how john died to save dean and uh you know sold the soul as a, as a whole to to the demon that killed her mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he put demon blood in her son you know mm-hmm. a lot a, a whole lot. lot um but we're not gonna fully unpack it right now he just says you know john sacrificed himself for me raised us as hunters um and oh dean also mentions here that mary's memory must have been erased when when they when he time traveled yeah. to that's why she doesn't remember him. I mean, I guess she, she could have just been like, oh, yeah, I guess I vaguely sort of remember meeting a hunter named Dean. I don't know. So long ago. Like, they didn't have to. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not important. Yeah. Um, they also talk about the time she appeared as a ghost. She doesn't have any memory mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole God sisters thing. And Dean is like, you know, I, it's a lot. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I, I specifically remember you and I and Niz talking about this, about them having to address this sort of stuff in season 12. And I'm kind of glad that you, we literally just have Dean going, it's a lot because it is like, it's going to take, you can't just sit somebody down and like hash it out all at once. Like it's going to take some yeah. time to, to she's going to need time to process. He's going to need time to tell her stuff. He's going to forget stuff because I mean, like, I be, I've been talking about his exploits for about three years now and I forget shit all the time. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. what Dean is like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it'd be interesting what this what this relationship would be like if, if they hadn't decided that Mary was a hunter in season four. And it was just like regular Mary, regular mom with Jester. Can you like, imagine? Oh, my being God. Like, um, what? You need, you need help, son. Something's not right with you. Um, so, okay. We, we check back in, uh, finally, with Sam. Yes. Um, we see Toonie. What is her real name? Is it Tony? I don't know. It's Tooney. Let's just call her Tooney. It's Tooney. Her yeah. name's Tooney. Yeah. Um, the, from the British Men of Letters, is knocking on, the, on on this guy's door, and we come to find out that this guy is a, a vet, um, and she wants to pay him a bag full of money to operate on Sam, who she has bound, gagged, and bleeding in the trunk of her car, or of a car, because um, she also hired a driver. She's hired a lot of people. Yeah, she's um, not, like for all like she's supposed to be at a super secret magic spy organization she's she's you know leaving a lot of traces around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah, she's just not she's not hiding that much so he initially tries to refuse uh but uh, you know the bag of cash turns her around uh we go to crowley who is looking at this like body with the eyes burned out which i thought kind of looked like an angel kill at first mm-hmm. um but it turns well, out it is well I guess, oh yeah i guess it oh yeah duh okay sorry <laughs> you right <laughs> i was right um 
he quickly d- disappears though as these two like d- like two out of three demon stooges uh yeah <laughs> come in uh one of which had had a traumatizing experience possessing a 14 year old and goes through like a whole spiel on that um but we learn that they're there on lucifer's behalf to they were supposed to meet him there they thought but instead they're going to be cleaning up the body um we cut back over to Tooney, who is having a conversation with her kid or her husband. Maybe her husband's like a, you know, she, she just treats yeah. him like an infant. Maybe that's their relationship. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> She's, you know, we haven't quite figured Tooney out yet. So yeah, we don't, we don't no know, know what that relationship is like. Maybe it's a kink thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Um, um, but they have but Sam catch up. completely yeah. trussed up uh, yeah. in the chair. But this time they don't use rope because they know they can get out of rope. Uh, they use chains and padlocks. Yeah. He's chained up in a chair in a basement of a house. We don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wakes him with a cattle prod. Uh, we learned that he was given a sedative by the veterinarian. He was given some horse tricks to knock his ass out. Um, this, um, this, man, I'm I'm so I'm so torn on all of this Toonie stuff because like you shot him and then you went and fixed him and then you woke him up with a cattle prod. Like, I mean, you can't just yeah. like shake his shoulder, dude. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Here? I don't know. Because then she's saying like, you know, it was never her intention to shoot Sam, but he left her no choice. And she does, I guess, have a uh, a point because he came in to the bunker just to, just to recap he came into the bunker after thinking that dean just sacrificed himself to save the world um he was with cass this strange woman is there she casts cass out an immediate sign of aggression um and she's after him and dean and he's like fuck you my brother is dead he just saved uh, he just sacrificed himself to save the world uh, and now you're gonna give me this shit and he's just he was not having any of it so she shot him in the leg now he's here he's being tortured because they want to you know i don't like as far as the plot goes, like I'm fine with like this being where Sam is and what they're doing to him. It's just like she's trying to get hunters that will work with them or something to like fix America. So I don't know why she thinks she needs to torture Sam about it. It's yeah, just, I, it's a lot. It's and and hopefully there's this is all just bullshit. Like I hope her plan is bullshit because it's it just it's just dumb. Like if she mm-hmm. can track Sam and Dean through like across an ocean and know what that they're getting up to. I feel like they could just find any old hunter. Like if that, that's all they're looking for, or you know what? You could just move some of your guys over here. Like we, like, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Britain can still Brit, British people can still come over here right now. Yeah. Like that's allowed as of, as of this recording, <laughs> things yeah. may change in the future, but yeah, seriously, as, as of right now, like you could just send a bunch of people over here and, and do this work. Um, and it's really weird that she's like, you got to tell me. And, and like, we've never really seen, Sam and Dean obviously have like connections in the hunter industry. We've seen this a lot. We, we we get a lot of fun out of like random dudes talking to Dean on the phone, but we've never mm-hmm. seen like, there's no new Bobby, right? Like there's no guy right. that's organizing things. Like Sam is not the new Bobby. So why does he, why no. does she think he has a, Sam will never be the new Bobby. No. Uh, why does no. she think that he has like all of these, you know, <laughs> drop sites and telephone yeah. numbers for everybody? It's, it's, you know, there's some holes in her plan. I'll say that. I think she just wants to torture Sam. Um, Sam asks, where are we? She says, does it matter? He says, you know, yeah, I'm just wondering how long it's going to take to walk back to town after I kill you and her. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, gusto, a lot of bravado here. Sam is very angry at them. And, you know, the, the casual tossing around of the violence against women is, it's sometimes it's a little bit much in the context. It's like, okay, yeah, per- that's, this is perfectly normal, but, um, you would expect Sam Winchester to want to kill the people who just uh, shot him, bound him, and are torturing him. Um, it's just on that one surface level, there's always a part of me that gets that feels like a little bit icky. 
Um, but it's okay. Everything's fine here. Sam is just, he's had enough. And he's not even overly emotional either. He's just like, he's just not, dude, he's not playing this game at all. No, no, no. I'd, uh, I'd give, like, it feels like Padalecki was bringing something to this that uh, he either doesn't get the opportunity to do or he was just mixing in some dark feelings because he's, like, he's really delivering in this scene in a way I feel like maybe they just don't give him the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. I, um, I hope that this is not, a good four episodes of Sam being constantly tortured. Like I don't, right. I, I don't want that. We need to happen. rescue him episode two and then go from there. Like, exactly. Well, I don't wanna... Yeah. Um, Cause he's just been through this kind of thing so many times yeah. and, you know, seeing that fire in his belly, you know, and, and seeing him um, react like this, like kind of bringing that darkness to it um, is, is, is really interesting because again, Sam still thinks Dean is dead. Sam doesn't really know what's going on. Obviously, him and Dean had resolved to go on living without one another and to just try and and make the most of whatever they can. But to then immediately find himself in this situation, it's just sort of like he he's not going to relent to any torture. He's just going to barrel through this because obviously Sam's instinct is always to sort of self-destruct when he doesn't have Dean. Um, so, you know, he he's fighting. He has that that will to live and he has like this grit to keep him like resisting as long as he can. But it's. There's that darkness there. There's that edge to it all because he thinks he's he's without Dean. Exactly. Um, they eventually turn on a shower to, to torture him. So they've got yeah. a they've got a water hose rigged up over a lamp. I thought they were going to do like some weird electrocuting thing, but no, they're just pouring water on like Chinese water torture thing. Um, yeah, it's a uh, presumably very cold water because he's immediately like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna give me a shower like that's your torture like i, I was tortured he says i was tortured by like lucifer himself like there's nothing <laughs> you can do to me but it's actually pretty clear like almost immediately that he his body starts to react to it there's yeah. only so much your body can actually resist they're just like freezing him out with freezing cold water we go to the bunker where dean and mary are arriving uh dean is explaining that the men of letters are not a myth uh, which is what she had always heard um the before they can get very far into it, they see a bunch of blood on the floor and Mary goes, that's blood. And for some reason in my mind, I thought Dean was going to look over and go, that's Sam's blood. (laughs) 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 Mary would just go, what? Yeah. Because Dean would just know. Because it is, but like, I would fucking know, but I I just, I don't know what in my head, like I almost said it out loud, like (laughs) as if I was going to (laughs) sing along with Dean, right? It's the scent, man. It's the scent. It's hilarious. Um, or she's like, that's blood? He's like, what, you don't have that back in your day? <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they search the bunker, and um, Dean sees the, you know, the Enochian symbol that was used to cast Cass out, so now he knows some shit's going on. He gives Mary a gun, they both kind of explore, uh, and then Cass comes in. Cass doesn't know who this strange woman is, uh, she doesn't know who this strange man is, so they almost draw down on each other, but Dean breaks it up. Uh, he's like, sorry, mom, this is my angel boyfriend, uh, Castiel. This is my mom. Um, this look, Chris, yeah. this look. <laughs> I love this it, look. man. Also, Dean hug or just Cast hugs Dean. Yeah. Again, thinking he was dead. Oh, yeah. Everybody's very excited to see Dean. But I just, man, like, there's this huge hug. And then Mary's just like, mm, yeah. y'all, y'all fuck it. Y'all, y'all, y'all fuck it. You know, <laughs> I am tolerant, but I am from a different era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am from the magical land of 1980. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Dean and Kaz quickly kind of catch up with each other um, and Dean ro- rolls over to the computer and starts looking through traffic cam footage. Um, you mentioned this line. Mary's kind of amazed at this at a com- computer and, you know, Castiel says, I don't trust them either. Um, they catch a lead. So they go to the garage and Mary sees the Impala for the first time. And they spend a lot of time with Mary, like 
caressing the Impala and mm-hmm. saying how good I, she still looks. Um, I don't like the she. I don't like the she stuff. Um, I know the the personification of the car. I love the Impala. I love the symbolism of the Impala. Mm-hmm. I love I love the episode about the Impala. Um, but the the personification always wears me out. Me too. Yeah, you know, she's looking good, and like it's like. It's when Dean does it, it doesn't bother me as much, but just every time somebody else does it, it just takes it to this other level where they're talking about her like she's a person. And like, I'm glad that they appreciate that car. I'm glad that she's reminiscent fucking her husband in the backseat. That's cool. She has some super good memories. I mean, that must be a really comfortable backseat. If like the best memory of of getting down with your significant other is in a backseat. You know what I'm saying? That's where Dean was conceived. And you, uh, you could take that to the bank. 100%. Like, I feel like. Uh, every once in a while your parents will be like this is how you were conceived and it's always extremely awkward I feel like Dean just learned this fact like he was 100% conceived in the back of the Impala yeah yeah. My par- I don't know if my parents have ever said that shit because I'd be like I wish it was adopted <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ever hear about that <laughs> Uh, whenever Autumn's dad brings in the um, the, like the, he starts telling. I'm not going to say what it is, but like he he starts telling, and we, we're both like, we know, we know, don't <laughs> tell anymore. We don't care. <laughs> She's here, and that's great. That's all we need to know. Uh, <laughs> so um, back to Sam, shivering and soaked, acting like he just heard about his parents having sex. Um, Tooney finally turns the water off. He's you know he's he's in rough shape. Um, she asks Sam if he thinks that he's a hero. Um, and he's like me. A euro? Of course I am. I'm um, a euro. I'm a euro. Remember that joke? Um, <laughs> uh, she says you're bad at your job. Um, she she insults and criticizes the way that not only the Winchesters work, but just basically American hunters work in general. Um, she says that her people plan ahead. They ward airports, docks, shit like that, um, and they capture and kill any monster that like triggers any of these wards or anything like that so there have been no confirmed monster deaths she says no monster deaths i say no confirmed, no confirmed monster, monster deaths, deaths agreed. since yeah. 1965 uh-huh. um i like is, the, that's pretty extreme the scene that we get here is um of like some weird monster uh but an actual like humanoid monster kind of with makeup mm-hmm. and everything i was pretty impressed um with the with the dark blue screen because they're not in America anymore. <laughs> um, right, we need a we need a hazy dark blue <laughs> London London screen. Um, but this thing sneaks up on the docks and you see like this ward go off in the corner, um, and then like people come in and grab it and they throw it on a table and they strap this thing around its head and they pull it and they chop the head off and blood goes everywhere and there's like some dude with some like really noticeable jewelry on his like machete or whatever. So like, that's definitely got to be the psycho guy they refer to later. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I I dig this because it made me feel bad for the monster in a really weird way. Yeah. I'm like, how do you know who's going to kill people? Like, you don't know, <laughs> like, right. Like there's gonna, right. There, like, there's a morality question to that, that I'd, as much as I don't yeah. want Sam and Dean to talk about, is it okay to kill a monster anymore? Like I like having a, Having like a nation of precogs kill monsters before they do anything is a real interesting concept to me. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Or not even um, not even precogs, but like just like oh, you're you're a vampire, you're immediately fucking murdered. <clears throat> right, right. Um, I mean, they've been struggling with that morality for a long time. They don't really talk about it anymore because like they both know we hunt evil, not monsters. Exactly. Um, and you know, for the most part, in most cases, they're they're just gonna have to kill the thing. But that's that's a, that's a, a moral question that the boys have tussled with for a long time um but yeah so she wants to make she wants to make america safe she says um and she wants the names of hunters that they can work with and that's where it's like what is your fucking plan lady i feel like you can just um, i know this. she said that you know sam like like, uh, like 
walking up on her and her having to shoot him wasn't part of her plan but like she had like a like a serial killer wall dedicated to the winchesters she had a photo and a sketch of dean all right like she was not coming here to work with them if she wanted to work with them she could have contacted them five seasons ago or i mean like she was in the bunker like she had access to the men of letters bunker if there's any sort of database that Sam has, it's definitely in the bunker when he's out at a bar celebrating the end of the world with God. Like, just go through the shit. Like, go steal everything in the bunker. Why are we kidnapping this dude? Other than we get a bunch of scenes where we can murder, we can murderize. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe Sam there well. is, maybe there is a bigger thing here at work here. You know, she was instructed to capture them for XYZ false reasons. This, she, this is what she is told. Um, and maybe there's something bigger going on people want them dead you know we don't it's just very confusing right now um because i was under the impression that like okay we gotta go kill sam and dean because they have done one too many things to fuck up the world um which i totally was like all right i mean i guess that makes sense like they're like we gotta eliminate these guys yeah they've saved the world but from our perspective in this other country we're looking at them and we're thinking these guys are they keep teetering us towards oblivion you know we need to we need to put a stop to them once and for all um but that wouldn't involve capturing them, you know, and torturing them. That doesn't. Um, anyway, Sam's still not playing ball. Nope. Go to hell. Um, Ain't scared. Tooney. Yep. He's not. He's not not fucking around with this. Tooney leaves and uh, the other woman, uh, the torturer. I've seen her in something else that it's driving me nuts that I couldn't think of it. I didn't look it up, but um, hmm. she uh, yeah, she stays behind. She uh, takes a blowtorch out. Um, Don't show us the gonna, feet. Don't do she, it. Don't show us the feet. Um, she's going to use that blowtorch. She takes it to Sam's foot and uh, she torches his bare foot with a blowtorch. Um, everybody kept saying, hey, oh, you guys said you wanted to see the feet. This is what you get. This is what you receive. You know, it's a lot, but I was expecting this to be way worse. It, they, it's a very quick CGI effect and they, they pull away, thankfully. Yeah. Um, the, the fingernail, the fingernail thing in the Christmas episode in season three, that will always be the worst to me. And yep. I was worried that this was going to be something like that. Um, still a lot. I could handle it. I'm looking up this chick and I don't recognize anything she's ever been in besides the fall. Okay. Yeah. That's where I know her from. The okay, fall. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't want to see this anymore. And like, there's, there's going to be more scenes in this episode where we just have to show his, like all his tenderized feet, right? Like it's just bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't want to see, these are not the feet that I'm looking for. And no, I think no. we have finished officially burned that joke to the ground. We don't ever have to yep. talk about it again. Yep. It's over. Um, we, so we cut over, we get more of these slapstick demons cleaning up messes. They're at a house with all these, uh, basically a dead family. Um, Lucifer calls one of them, or presumably it's Lucifer and tells them where, uh, uh, or he won't tell them where he is. Cause he thinks that they're being followed. Uh, and Crowley's like, beep, beep, you are being followed. <laughs> I'm here too. Um, he Crowley just, you know, he comes in, he starts talking to these demons. He says, Hey, Lucifer's running away. He's, he's weak from his, uh, from his little dust up with Amara. Um, but these demons, uh, they aren't, they aren't buying it. They're not, they're not being, they're still, they're still backing Lucifer in all of this. Um, they insult Crowley about how he was made to be Lucifer's dog and all this shit. Uh, so Crowley just kills them both. <laughs> just murderism. Um, I love it. He's not, ha- he has no time for anything in this. Um, it's funny though, that like we keep seeing a scene of something happening. And then like from the corner of the scene, you just see Crowley step into focus yep. as he's, na- and you see that he's there too, observing it. It's like the fourth time that we get this. <laughs> um, but he sees a, a family portrait. He counts three out of the four uh family members is dead and he realizes that lucifer must have possessed the uh the fourth the son of the family 
And what Lucifer is clearly doing is burning through vessels. Yeah, uh, he's trying to find somebody who can who can hold him. So he was he was if, if you don't remember he was ejected out of Castiel uh, when Amara um, by Amara, and we have not seen Lucifer since. And I'm totally fine. I, I I kind of just wish Lucifer was dead at this point. Like I realize that, that that's kind of a major character, and that they probably want to do a different kind of death, or they want to bring it back, or do whatever. But like I would be totally fine if Lucifer was just gone. Like I don't yeah don't need this cool. dude back anymore. Um. We go back over to um, shit, uh, Dean and the gang. Minutes. They yeah, have using the, the the traffic cams. They track down you know the person who drove away. They go and and track down the driver at this like auto body shop. Um, and weirdly, it's it's Cass who comes in here and starts cracking skulls. Dude, he's, he's dude, aggro. He is aggro. He, I, you wouldn't think that he would be. You know, he's trying to he's trying to let Mary know that he's the right one for Dean because yeah. he'll take care of him. You know, he's taking care of Sammy too. Um, I no, I actually jokes aside, I, I really like that that Cass is being an aggressor here because he was right there and he got he got sent away and like his he couldn't protect sam he couldn't do anything to help him and he rushed back but he was too late and you can like there is a fire under Cass's ass that has nothing to do with his affection for dean it is just a you know i was there i couldn't do anything i want to help like I, we gotta get sam back and he's just right there in the mix with, with the rest of them and i, I really like that i mean um, our last interaction between Cass and dean was dean saying like you're our family you're our brother mm-hmm. um and so i think castiel has taken that to heart and then and most immediately after that like you said he he doesn't mess up. I don't think anybody would blame Castiel no, for this, no. except for Castiel. Like he's taking a lot right. of this on himself. Which really, boy, if nothing makes you a Winchester, it's taking a lot of the guilt to yourself. Yeah. Stuff you can't control. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Seriously. So yeah, like I think he, I think you're right. Like he's being aggressive too because he feels like this is his issue to solve. Um, they, this dude, they get some, they get some info, info. right? Um, yeah. Um, basically, they say that the assistant showed up um and right is that th- is that this or is that the other yeah guy? she wanted a car they, they get an additional piece of information yeah. they get headed in the right direction it's not um, important um the next scene we get sam passed out a lot of feet um a lot of feet shots he's been he's been tortured a lot he's he's not breaking yet um this this other woman this torturer um says hey we either just need to kill sam or call in the big guns i think does she say seth it's uh mr ketch is the name that she catch, says. Catch. Catch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she says, like, yeah, he, like, he, nobody should be able to to take that much physical pain and not break. Um, so clearly, we either just need to kill this dude or take it to this next level, which neither of us is capable of. So, you know, whatever. And Toonie's um, but Toonie res- says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toonie's response to that is like, I don't want that psycho anywhere near me. And I'll, I'm interested mm-hmm. in the idea of this British men of letters having these different factions and like this person being like, Hey, I'm, I am a normal human being in a hunter world or whatever. And then this other person being a complete fucking psycho because I did get bad vibes off of the monster killing scene. Like that makes me think yeah. that that's catch. And that, that that dude is going to be over the top bad. Um, so I'm interested in all, all of what's that's happening. But, uh, Tootie says, no, I'm not going to, we're not going to try to break his body anymore. We're going to try to break his mind and gets out a big old syringe. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of angel office depot and like them resetting angels brains and stuff, but I'm sure she's just going to inject him with something. I don't know. Like LSD. I don't fucking know. Um, so we, we stop by with the others. They're, you know, stopping at a, at a restaurant or a rest stop, whatever, um, near the location of what they're looking for you know getting food and coffee or whatever and mary is looking around sort of thunderstruck by 
the future that she's in. Yeah. You know, she's seeing all these families, kids on their phones, and 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 their PlayStation Vita. Um, I think that was a PSP, all, my dude. Was it a PSP? I'm it was pretty it sure like a Sony it was a PSP. Device. It was definitely a Sony device. I, I I've never owned a Vita, um, but I, I I thought that that was a PSP. I could be wrong. It'd be weird, yeah, I guess, it, if it's 2016. Yeah, that's it's Vita. weird either way. Dude. I guess it's nobody weird way. owns a Vita. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the kid was playing Persona 4 Golden on there. Hell um, yeah. She's like, oh my god, you chose the wrong girlfriend. I oh can't my believe. god, what is your waifu, dude? Get real. Um, <laughs> so Mary yeah, she, has a know, lot but, of opinions about waifus. <laughs> right. Yeah. But she she doesn't um she, she's not overacting this. They're not like leaning into it with, with like a whoa, 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 whoa. Like she almost looks like sad. Like a person who is just lost. And she I mean she is she is lost. She's with her son but like the whiplash of realizing that you died 33 years ago horribly and you're back and your husband's dead and your son is 33 years older than he was you know and a um, fucking bona fide hunk good genes Mary. Yeah, and, good genes yeah, yeah good genes good genes um one of your sons is missing it's a whole thing what do you think but she's just gonna like, do when she sees gigantic sam for the first time she's and, like hot what <laughs> like like she's gonna i hope there's a shot of her just like starting out at his chest and just slowly looking up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, all I know is Sam's gonna be weird about it no matter oh, what. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Um, I like, so, uh, you mentioned that he, she's like kind of underplaying this and acting like she's lost. I 100% agree and I like it a lot. Um, I, I mentioned this on the feedback episode. I think that the fish out of water stuff would work for me a little bit, but not like a lot of it. Um, and, mm-hmm. and this is just enough. The, played for more emotional distress than like jokes. I think, I feel like yeah. it works really like a person out of time is terrifying, right? Like you know. she's not like these damn kids. Like what happened to family time at the dinner table? No. They're all, she's not doing that. She's looking at them thinking, what is that? What are they doing? What is going on? Well, and it's like, and it's like contrasted when she sees somebody like tap a credit card on a screen to pay for something, yeah. right? Like she just doesn't, she just has it really. And she probably from 1980 has like just enough awareness and ability to see these things for what they are. And just like, but without any of the the connective tissue in between so you just yeah. like it's like going just overwhelming like imagine like when stimulus overload 2016 imagine she's gonna see a ps4 sometime chris she's gonna yeah. see when she's gonna be like holy shit she's gonna I see the next generation of gaming I can't, I can't believe the fan on this is so loud our nintendo didn't have this yeah. fan right we didn't need she's it. gonna see pt she's just <laughs> gonna see pizza bootle- on a bootleg ps4 oh yeah you can't download it from the store anymore man it's gonna be a whole thing she's gonna think it's real god kojima-san is my wife who says mary winchester yeah, yeah. And they're like, Mary, you need you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> to even un- unpack what you just said. Yeah, we need to we need to break down a lot of this stuff. But first, here's Metal Gear Solid. Let's see how you're yes. gonna do this. Um. So now, while they're hanging out at the cafe, uh, Dean rolls up and um they they talk for a little bit. But they see a veterinarian, and I guess this was the other piece of the information that the guy drove him to a the the, the driver took yeah, Tooney yeah. to the vet. So they go bust the vet's head for a little while. Um, there's a scene that I really like where, you know, Dean's holding Castiel back and saying not to hurt him. And the guy's like, well, all I know is this and this and this. And Mary's like, that's all you know? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely not lying right now. And she goes, hurt him. Yeah. And Castiel like lunges at the guy. He's like, wait, no, no, no. I know a phone yeah. number. I know a phone number. Oh, these poor innocent bystanders just get pulled into this tornado. Oh, my God. Um, so we get a little bit of that, and we also see Sam waking up on the ground. He's no longer chained up, um, but he's obviously being watched by cameras. Um, so yeah, they they uh, they get this, they get to the vet, take his phone, um, and Dean uh, Dean calls the um, 
or actually no they have the vet they have the vet call toonie mm-hmm. uh she answers and he's like yeah everything's totally fine just making sure the drugs they gave you were working on him um anyway and then he tries to hang up dean grabs the phone and he immediately goes hard ass doesn't even doesn't even stop to think um he just says you have one chance to give sam back um he starts threatening her um but this is i actually i gotta i really gotta give it up for the way that they're they're handling this it's not a like maniacal villain on the other end who's like oh you will try dean winchester and then hangs up she just hangs up and doesn't let him continue his threats like his boasting and stuff isn't gonna work if she's not there to hear it yeah um there is it's adding just a, a different kind of tension than what we're used to here um somebody who's playing with a different set of rules you know playing a different game than than what they're used to um but yeah, Dean like snaps that phone in half. And that vet is like, dude, are you serious? My patients call me on that. <laughs> I don't remember who was uh, complaining about their cell phone plan and whatever joke we were making about that. But that's exactly the same thing. Dude, I have 12 months on that. I can't go dude, get I another have... one. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm not up for uh, renewal right now. You need to get, you you need get a, a big phone. old stack of money. So. Yeah, I guess. you know. And I like how in this fictional universe, he was like, oh, you know, I got student loans, man. I had to treat this, this injured patient yeah. and not call the cops because of my student loans. Um, um, they're going to go back to the bunker to uh, try to track down this phone number, try to trace it when they are, uh, they're in the Impala, they're going through an intersection and they get T-boned by um, another vehicle. Uh, luckily, Mary is okay. She's just unconscious for a little while. Uh, Dina Castiel get out and it's um, Toonie's assistant. Uh, we immediately yes. see that she has some hexed up brass knuckles, which yeah, some Minokian brass knuckles, dude, bro. I I feel like D Winchester. We caught him slipping. The fact that he didn't steal uh-huh. these brass knuckles from this uh-huh. chick. This is if you got if you got hexed up brass knuckles, that could like punch a ghost. And if there's yeah, anything we've been ghost, wanting dude. to see in this show for the last twelve goddamn years, it's Dean Winchester punching ghosts. It's missed opportunity. I hope he pocketed those. Only time will tell. Um, gonna be so mad if those never appear again because how cool yeah. is hexed up those brass are, knuckles? Those are fucking cool. Dude. Those are fucking dope, <laughs> man. Those are awesome. The, um, the only thing that would make them better is uh, if they had little clips on them. Like I don't know if you ever tried to buy brass knuckles, but since they're illegal, people used to put little clips on them and turn them into belt buckles. I mean, they just still were brass knuckles, but like, oh no, yeah. this is my belt buckle, officer. Like that'd be the only cooler thing if Dean was literally yeah. wearing them at all times. <laughs> Like a wallet chain. It's like a fucking wallet knuckles. chain that's hexed up brass knuckles. Yeah. <sighs> uh, we see Sam bed down in the basement. Uh, his head is ringing. He starts hallucinating, seeing things. So this is obviously an effect of whatever Toonie did to him. Yes. But there was a part of me where, you know, he's, he's having these hallucinations of like his failures. And, you know, he sees his mom burning. He sees Dean dying in different times. And uh, later on, he sees Jess burning on the ceiling. Uh, and he calls out to her. And this, for a brief period, I thought, okay, she did something to him. She's she's messing with him. But what if Lucifer is also trying to contact Sam? What if this is Lucifer reaching out? Because he's burning uh, through vessels right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's taking advantage of the fact that Sam is weakened right now. Because Sam is always, or, or Lucifer has always kind of done this thing to him. Um, he tries to get to him through hallucinations and different things like that. Um, so, I, you know, I don't really think that that's what they're going for here. I think they would have been a little bit more explicit about it. Um it's just causing Sam to, you know, relive guilt and trauma and, and stuff to, to really mess with him. Whatever she did to him is, is bringing all this stuff to the surface. Meanwhile, uh, this, the woman with the hexed up brass knuckles and Dean start to fight. She 
pretty handily takes care of Dean and Castiel at the same time. Yeah. And it's a good thing that they never fight anyone with any sort of formal martial arts training. <laughs> it's really good that Dracula's. It's usually take, just you know bar brawls with yeah. <laughs> it's bar brawls with skinny vampires, not like actual martial artists. <laughs> Oh my god, this werewolf knows jujitsu. What are we gonna do? Oh shit. <laughs> I never prepared for this. Sam, your kicks, do something. Do something. <laughs> Sam's like, they're it's not, not working, real. They're yeah. not real. <laughs> Yell louder, Sam. It's not working. <laughs> that usually works when you just scream punch. <laughs> Alright. Um, how does yeah, this Jin know how to box? It's not yeah, fair. How does, how, where did this Jin learn MMA? Um <laughs> Is that Muay Thai? No. What are you doing? Did you watch a video? Can I have it? After you beat my ass, will you teach me how to fight? Sam, we need to start taking a class. <laughs> we got this. Oh, God. Now Sam and Dean in a class with a bunch of other, like, eight-year-olds doing... Yeah. Ha! They don't. They don't know that they could go to an adult gym. Like they're just like, well, we. This guy teaches. This guy teaches karate to kids. Like we got to get in there. Uh, Let's go to the Taekwondo place outside the mall. And of course, it's haunted. Chris, I think we've got a. We've got a. We've got a spec we script, got my man. We got it. We've we got nailed it. it. We've got it. Um. All right. So, uh, she whoops some ass. Yes. Sam continues to hallucinate on the other end. Yes. Um. And she she gets Dean's gun, and it appears like she is about to. Uh, Put one in him. In fact, she does fire the gun, but it is um no 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 no. She just th- she puts it on the on the um car. Well, later on, after they fight, after oh. she kicks her asses, she gets the gun and she's about to shoot him. And then uh, Mary wakes up and stabs her uh, in the back with Castiel's angel blade. I'm surprised she looked at that thing and even knew what it was, because I would look at that and say this is a sex toy, and I'm not asking my son about it. Definitely not. Because um, <laughs> the angel blades, they you know they got that cylindrical shape. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different than you would expect a sword to look like. Um, I would know. Thank you very much. Oh, um, uh, Chris, before we, before we get too far, there's a scene very early, right, right before she's about to draw down on Castiel, where she's like posted up against that like pillar in the in the bunker. And you can see three swords by her head. I don't know if you caught that or not. There's three different oh. sword hilts. Oh. And I'm like, we need to do a deep dive. I meant to take a screenshot, but I'm like, we need to do a deep dive on this lore, my man. We need to get it, dude. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. She, fucking Mary murders this dude, man. Yeah. And Mary shook because she hasn't murdered anybody in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been 33 years and probably you some know. change because I doubt she was murdering people after she met John. And we don't have any confirmation that she ever was really killing monsters, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, she was. I'm sure she yeah, was. Yeah, but we yeah. never had to see her, like, take a life. Like, she was in the hunter life with her dad. Um, but she got away, like, as soon as she could. So, presumably, she was never out on her own as a hunter. Um, well, she told Castiel I, earlier in the episode, like, I grew up with hunters. I'm used to people coming back from the dead. I just never expected it to be me. And I was like, wow, that's a statement. That's yeah. a big statement. Yeah. You did have to kiss your demon dad to bring... <laughs> Thank God those uh, memories got erased. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. Um, semantics. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, she's pretty shook. You can tell, like, this sort of, like, resonates with her for the rest of the episode. Um, Later on when they're sitting in the back, or she's sitting in the back of the car, just, like, looking out the window. I just feel like not only is she shell-shocked from being in the future suddenly and everything that's happening, but she killed a person. And that's a lot. She didn't kill a monster, she killed a person. And that weighs on her, as it should. And as she tells uh, Dean... you know, she she spent her whole life trying to run away from the hunter life. That's when when she found John Winchester, she just fully embraced it and that became her life. And she did mm-hmm. not want Sam and Dean to be in this life. And I'm sure that on top of the shock of being brought back from the dead, on top of the shock of being of seeing three decades that you've basically missed that were robbed from you, um, seeing your oldest son um 
just get his ass beat, not being a very good hunter. You know what I'm saying? Got yeah. a car beat up, <laughs> but also like knowing that this is what they do, right? Like all yeah. of, like they have a bunker that's full of men of letters. It's full of swords and guns and angels. And it's gotta be so overwhelming that like, this is what their life is. And yeah, I have to imagine that she is just going to either embrace this totally or be like, you know what? None of this is what I want to do with my life. I didn't want it then. I don't want it now. Peace out. Um, and I'll, yeah. I'll respect her either way, to be honest with you. Cause I mean, I, I, I could see both of those being valid. Um, Plus it's going to be confusing because John didn't know about any of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like she- <laughs> I hope that Dean explained like, yes, via your horrific demonic death, uh, he was driven to find this stuff. Yes. Um, and he also killed your brother-in-law or your brother. Yeah, that, that, that we, definitely happened. Know, yeah, non-canon, but it happened. It was, <laughs> Dean's saying it's non-canon, but yeah. you know, Chuck ghost wrote it's some non-canon, comic books. but we know, we know, <laughs> we found them on Chuck's Chuck's hard drive. Uh, yeah, Sam meanwhile is is under the influence of all of these hallucinatory drugs. Um, he's seeing things. It finally gets too much for him. He's looking in a mirror. Um, yeah, he, he keeps hearing it's your, it's your fault. fault. It should have been you. You should be yeah, dead. You should be mirror. dead. Just be dead. And he says you're right. And he punches the mirror and he grabs a piece of glass. Uh, Toonie is watching this on the monitor and starts to realize what ha- is happening. But before she can really act, he slices his own throat and collapses. Yeah, um, she's like, "Oh shit, this boy's way more uh, fucked up than I ever could have imagined. I probably should have paid more attention when he said he was personally tortured by Lucifer himself. Uh, I took that for granted." <laughs> I mean, he said he was I mean, straight edge, but I didn't think he would take it to this far. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I, didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Yes. No drugs, bro. No, no drugs, drugs, bro. <laughs> drugs or die, bro. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, th- I, you know, I guess I was, I was shocked to see it at first. And then I think almost immediately I was like, well, Sam didn't just kill himself. So this is a trick, right? Um, and yes, yeah, so she, uh, she comes in, Tooney comes in. Um, as soon as she gets in there, Sam jumps up. And he uses his full Sam mass, uh, and he quickly overpowers her and starts to choke her out. But it's like just enough that she gets weakened, and then he lets go of her. He, lets, he just drops her, and then he tries to escape. Um, because despite all of his "I'm gonna fucking kill you" bravado, he w- had no intention of murdering her. Yeah. Um, he just tries to get away. He just tries to to leave her knocked out long enough to to get away. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough. And uh, she is able to. They they fight. Sam is very injured, and and they fight on the stairs. She's able to sort of kick him back and uh, lock the door before he can get out. And uh, freedom is snatched away from him. I am um, I'm frustrated at the Winchesters and their lack of weapon pickups in this episode because um, yeah. unless it's revealed, unless we're corrected later, the 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 hexed up brass knuckles don't come back. Um, and Sam just left a cattle prod on the ground. Like he could abuse that yeah. to just like shock her a few times to make sure she's passed out. Like he, she did, even if he doesn't want to kill her, like she did spend a quite a lot of time torturing her. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. so wouldn't, wouldn't have put it past him to, to do that. But like, no. And, and Hey, you know, he's a little fucked up. He's on hallucinogens. He's got, he's, he's tripping balls as they say. He's tripping. He's um, tripping. But you know, I, I, it's still kind of frustrating to see these very obvious, like we're going to fight, but it's going to, we're gonna wind up the exact same place because we're not ready to move on to episode two yet like it just kind of feels like that um meanwhile uh i think after this we see sam and uh castiel and mary mary's in the back seat rude Cass. uh but you could tell dean kind of (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying uh you could tell dean kind of wants to to talk like it's you know he he's looking back uh, but she's just looking out the window and he, she feels she almost looks haunted right like she looks like yeah. she's she's just kind of fucked up about everything um yeah she spent her life you know running away from this life didn't want it for her sons um 
she's immediately back into it. There's a line earlier where, where Dean says that, you know, they save people and they hunt things and he thinks that they're, that the hunter life is their life, you know, regardless. And he thinks that they make the world a better place. Um, but she's she i use i also said mary looks haunted yeah, <laughs> um, cool <laughs> yeah um she's this is all a lot there's a lot to take in for her and i think that they're handling this return well so far absolutely um there's one more scene we need to talk about uh we have a group of cops around a very obviously lucifer burned out body um, mm-hmm. It's the kid that Crowley was trying to track down. Crowley, once again, shows up from the side of the screen because, yep. because that's what they're just going to do with Crowley for a little while. Yep. Um, and so Lucifer is on the loose. Um, the, the the vibe in the in the Impala is he's, very weird he's, right uh, now. Lucifer, right? Oh. Jeremy, he's Lucifer, spelled L-O-O-S-E. Thank you. Wow. Blocked and reported. So gay. Uh, the vibe in the Impala <laughs> is not great. Things are not going good in there. Uh, Sam, meanwhile, is just literally on the floor shaking in pain and presumably grief and um, the come down from these super sweet drugs that she gave him while... Mm-hmm. Toonie just watches from the monitor, um, and that's where we. She end looks like a little bit one. like she looks a little different. Um, like she, I don't want to say that she's looking at the camera with uh, sympathy, but it seems like her expression has has changed after her encounter with Sam. And I don't know if that's she feels bad for the dude or or is having second thoughts about what she is doing. I I don't know enough about her yet. Um, I think but she uh, seemed she seemed affected when she when she escapes like when they have the tussle on the stairs and she's able to overpower Sam and use the cattle prod and kind of knock him down and he's basically like fighting for his life and she manages to get through the door and she she you know slides the lock home she's had that experience and she realizes like at first she she thought she understood how dangerous Sam Winchester was and then she put him in a corner and then he got extremely fucking dangerous and I think that mm-hmm. scared her to an, an extent that she had not been scared of him before um, which is super interesting like I, I feel like Sam is not typically the violent person on this show right like he's he's always right. the quote unquote softer person as compared to yeah Dean. he pulled Gordon's head off with barbed wire but other than that he's usually <laughs> not that violent um, but like Sam has that capability for that, that, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of the old ultraviolence as the British would say, am I right? Everybody, right. that's definitely right. a British thing. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if it's not British, it's Welsh. That's the monster of the week. Uh, <laughs> Credo. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, so I think yeah, I, everybody's just left, left haunted. Everyone's yeah. haunted at the end of this episode. Everybody's super haunted. Um, but not by ghosts. They um, not by ghosts, just by actions. Yeah, so I the only person we haven't really checked in it that I'm curious about is Rowena, because obviously Rowena is still alive. Um so hopefully in the next couple of episodes we're gonna catch up with her. I um at the end of this, I just cannot summon the energy to care about the King of Hell, Crowley, Lucifer stuff, Chris. Like it's mm-hmm. I just Unless you were right, like in some of this hallucinogenic stuff is uh, a little bit of Lucifer trying to get to Sam. Um, and even then, like, that's the third time, that would be the third time we've done the Lucifer trying to get into Sam's body situation. Um, I I don't know, man. Like, I don't I don't care what's happening in hell enough to need there to be a king. Like, I'd, I want Crowley around. Like, I'd be better if, if the hell was just fucking dissolved and Crowley was just right. bummed around trying to figure out what to do with Rowena, of all people, or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just get back on the on the train of Lock and Hell again, you know? Yeah. You know, Crowley can stay. He's fine. Yeah. 
he's helped enough. Sure. I mean, um, he's murdered a lot of people, including some of our He's done way friends. worse yeah. bad than good. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, it was definitely his, uh, his because Crowley was the guy that did all of the um, hellhounds, right? So he definitely murdered Joe and Helen. Like, we don't talk about that a lot, oh, but yeah. We don't talk about it. Fuck. Yeah. All right. He's canceled. Crowley's canceled. Crowley's um, canceled everybody. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hashtag Crowley is over party. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I feel like this episode is, is really strong. All of the Mary stuff really worked for me. It landed exactly the way I wanted it to land. I was super excited about it. Uh, the Dean and Castiel being on the same team, always super good. Uh, I hope that the Sam stuff gets resolved in the next episode and he's not like permanently kidnapped or brought work. God, can you imagine if they bring him to England? We're going to spend a whole season trying to figure out how Dean gets a passport. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave the country. He's like, God, can you just get me a passport? (laughs) Amara, wait, I know you gave me my mom back, but actually what I really need is a passport. Castiel's like, I can just teleport. No, you can't, Castiel. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, What did you think? How do you feel about everything that's been set up so far? You know, it just feels like there's a lot of, we've been getting a lot of warnings about season 12, and that has me a little bit trepidatious, but I liked this episode. So, um... It it feels like a you know a pretty natural progression of where we left off. I don't feel like there's any huge leaps or anything other than the fact that we left on the cliffhanger of um, the British men of letters sort of arriving out of nowhere and um, Mary Winchester being back. But I you know I can buy into both of those things given the circumstance. So I'm on board for now, and uh, we we will see how it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm super into it. I um I. I don't remember any of this stuff at all. So uh, my, I think I mentioned it to you. I don't know if I said it on the mic that when I opened season 12 on my TV, like it showed that I had watched the first four episodes, like they had little check marks by them. I don't remember any of this. So I definitely don't expect to remember anything for the next three. So I'm uh, <laughs> very excited to get back into fresh new supernatural again. And um, I really, I, it was hard for me to stop watching supernatural today. Like uh, it, I really wanted to see what happened next. Yeah, I, I think I probably would have continued watching if uh, if I wasn't doing it for a podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. Um, and a reminder that you can follow us on various social medias. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we also have a merchandise store that we very rarely talk about. If you want to put some, um, I don't even remember what we have in there. We have a Monster of the Week logo shirt. Uh, and all, all of that stuff you can find at monsteroftheweek.cool. We have a Patreon, um, but for now, I would I would prefer you to donate to some um, Black Lives Matter, some some bailout relief, or whatever you can do. There's links to that in the show notes. Huge thanks to Banshee Beat and Heather Millette for crafting our incredible season twelve theme song. Uh, as Chris mentioned, we're not going to make you listen to the full five minutes every single episode. I'm going to break up those three verses into individual tracks, and we'll pick the one that fits the p- the podcast the best. Um, I think that's it. Is that what we do? Ratings, reviews. Thank you for yeah. listening. Thank you. We've had some reviews. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. We've had a bunch of people on Twitter doing some stuff. We've had somebody name themselves Big Kick Sam on Twitter. That was it was great. Thank you. That's a real one right there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And stop showing us the feet, everybody. Stop showing us the feet. Stay safe. We love you. Love you. Bye. Gamer. What up? Hold on. Let me put my headphones on. <laughs> you sound exhausted. There we go. I took my headphones out of the headphone jack so that I would hear you when you entered the channel because I wasn't 
sitting at my desk. What were you doing, my dude? I was just poking around. I was just cleaning up a little bit. Doing that little deep clean. Just doing a little deep clean. No, I was doing an extremely light clean. I was just <laughs> moving some books to a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my man? I'm all right, you know. Being online. <laughs> World's on fire. Yeah. We're online. So, uh-huh. what can we possibly say? But otherwise, you know. All right. How are you? I'm good. I think I uh, finished all of the editing. Oh, exciting. That's exciting. That's a big project. <laughs> it was too big, Chris. It was too big for I, one man. You bit off a lot, but I'm proud of you. It was good work. Um, it was so big. It was way too big for one man. Um, our our Monster of the Week listener, Judy, um, I don't think she knew what she was getting into when she was like, hey, I'm a video editor by trade. Like, If you need some, some tips and tricks, just DM me anytime. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. And um, <laughs> I conservatively we have spent like she got on skype with me and i like shared my desktop and she showed me how to use tools that i did not know how to use and made this whole thing like a thousand percent better oh my god (laughs) we have spent uh i think that was like a three-hour session that we actually were on the phone but like i've been sending her samples as i like finish sections and then she just comes back and she's like at, at one minute, 23 seconds, you're 11 frames off. You need to be 11 frames to the left. And I'm like, how, Holy do, you, shit. how do you know that? <laughs> how do you know that? And um, yesterday or last night, I finished the um, a majority of the outro. And um, so we, we have a shared spreadsheet we've been going back and forth with. And she just like puts a time code and then a note next to it. And there were a bunch of notes and she was like, I love this. This is good. This is all great. This is good. And then like there were there were just two times she was like, you are one frame off on the beat. And I'm like, no, <laughs> one frame. How did I not do it? Well, that's going to take it to the next level. Oh, dude, like it's 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 weird because at the end of this, now that I'm like putting the finishing touches on it, I'm, I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can like I'm starting to be able to see when I'm completely off the beat. So it's it actually like makes sense now. Like I. I, I, I'm a video editor, Chris. I can go out and You're do a job. Video editor now. You're an AMV. <laughs> I'm an uh, AMV expert. Now. Expert. Damn. I, I'm not. I don't, I'm not just putting torn on things anymore, Chris. I am going all the way. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the real shit. Yeah. This has been. It's been a lot of fun. I don't know how people do this. Like I don't know. Like that. Um, I'd actually be very curious to get Angel Dove on our show at some point. Uh, that's that person on YouTube that makes a bunch of uh, AMVs and has a Patreon for it and does viewer requests and the whole nine. Uh, somebody on our Discord mentioned that she has a database of clips. So, like, what I was doing is going to the GIF site and searching for something that I kind of wanted to see and finding an episode number and then going to that episode and basically, like, finding the finding the clip and then pulling that extracting that clip and then dragging it into my video editor. Um, but I haven't like, it was, took, it was just so time consuming to find like, Oh, I need an Apollo scene, but it has to be at night. <laughs> so, okay. Well there's 300 episodes of supernatural. Good luck. <laughs> so I am far more interested in getting whoever made that, uh, Sam video. Oh yeah. The podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we should actually, I guess I should uh, just reach out via YouTube comment and see if they're still doing stuff. <laughs> Yeah, okay, like, this is um this is uh, our favorite video on uh, YouTube.com. Uh <laughs> we'd love to have you on. Please. Is it still on uh monsterweek.cool slash Chris loves this? Of course it is. Excellent. Yeah, it is. Excellent. Yeah, it is. Excellent. Excellent. Who is the have 
it's so good. 8,000 views. It has so few views. It should have 8 million views. I'm not even kidding. Like, obviously, like, it's a little bit ironic how much I love that video, but also I just fully unironically No, no, I, I fully, fully love the video. It's like my favorite flavor of, of dramatic. And, like, the music choice is perfect. It's perfect. It's The only problem with it is that it's too short. <laughs> what if i what if i remastered it what if i stole their idea and just made it all yeah, 1080p just remastered it removed all the cw link you know what i'm saying like really mm-hmm. just like made it our own and then just like here's your video you can re-upload this if you want to yeah please re-upload a higher quality version here you go i think i think they made it for some contest or something i think that's what i remember reading like on the youtube description of it they like for like a, a convention contest i don't know I just hope they came in first place, whatever it was. It says it's winner of a SVS Silver Award. Uh, it was for silver. for the contest. This is in the sad category. <laughs> they got that right. <laughs> they got Fucking that right. Fucking A. I'm just going to go ahead and um, subscribe and leave a comment. I love this. Mm-hmm. Please make more like it. Mm-hmm. It's typical uh, me on some YouTube bullshit. Now, I've had that since... I've had that video for, for many, many years now. That's from when I first watched Supernatural, I found that. Chris, it's been uploaded um, since 2008. November 7th. Yes. This, that was, yes. That's your birthday, right? Almost or, a day before my birthday. Eight, yeah, the 8th is your birthday. It was for me. I didn't know it. It was for me, because I didn't start watching until... <laughs> you were just born. <laughs> yeah, I had just... It was my first birthday. Um, th- yeah, that video... Like I, I remember searching for something Supernatural related and finding that instead and being like, oh... Oh my god, it was that and one other video um, in a very similar vein, I think, like, the one that we're talking about ends with, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you. Um, the second one, I think, was called, by a different person, but I think it was called, I just don't think I can trust you, and oh, it was I Dean, it. obviously, you it. know, not being able to trust Sam. <laughs> um, and those were my two go-tos. There was, like, two other random ones, but in hindsight, they weren't very good, unfortunately, so, oh, you bummer. know supernatural amvs i told gary i was making a supernatural amv and he said oh wow that's bleak and i was like oh (laughs) okay so i can't share this part of my life with you anymore i understand how it is how you been man are you how was your weekend what you been doing dude we played a lot of mario party how is how is that it's like i meant to buy that game when when i first got a switch because i wanted stuff for me and jess to play um but everybody's like yeah it's a pretty shallow experience like there are a lot of mini games in it but the one on switch has like four maps so like it's kind of it it gets old a little bit fast um but since jess got a switch we've both been looking at a lot of games that either we could play together online or um just just games in general that she might enjoy and i kept seeing mario party again and finally i was like will you play this with me if i buy this you want to just like drink tonight and play mario party and she was like yeah all right Words. So we did that like three nights in a row for the whole weekend. <laughs> I have played uh, zero video games since "quote unquote" finishing Dragon Quest. It, uh, wow! You finish Dragon Quest and it's like, oh yeah, we've got a whole other game. Like, do you want to go back and and save this person that died? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. You yeah. guys are making it and sound like, real bad if you if I do that. Like, it, I <laughs> you're making it sound yeah. like I would ruin the world. She's yeah. dead. We had a funeral. It's good. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Like, I do want to go do that, and like I did when I finished the game. But it's like I'm not ready for the sequel yet. Yeah, like, I just played the like, just that's played the Dragon. whole sequel. It's such it's so much content. It's so much video game. I don't want to play it's Dragon hard. Quest Ten Two. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> um, I played all of Breath of the Wild 
Not all. I mean, I beat it. You've, I don't you beat mean, it. I played all of it. Yeah, you like texted it. me one morning or late one night or like I just beat Breath of the Wild. I'm like, you just started it. That was like a, a uh-huh. hundred hour game for me. <laughs> what happened? Tell me the story. Um, it was like oh, it was just over forty hours for me. Um, because obviously I didn't do everything. I I explored a lot at first and just sort of meandered, and then I wandered into the Divine Beasts, and I had done some of those before. So I kind of wanted to rush through them because I didn't, I was just like, I already know this exact part, like the open world parts where I'm wandering through uh, ruins or going to villages, doing side quests, like that's the stuff that's new to me. So I want to focus on that. Um, But I just figured at a certain point, all right, I will speed through the divine beasts to get them out of the way. And then I can just enjoy the game um, and not have to worry about the thing. I don't, I'm talking too much about this. They were fine. They were all fine. I didn't like the first one, but the rest of them I had, I had a decent time with the Divine Beast. Anyway, then I was like, all right, I want to get the, the Master Sword. So I focused on doing that. And then talk to I... Me, talk to me about your strategy of getting the Master Sword, because like you have to have so many hearts to pull that bad yeah. boy out. And the only way to get hearts is to go do shrines. And I was just like, I'm going to be doing shrines anyway. I don't give a fuck. So I just did a bunch and then waited for a while. What Were you, were you just actively seeking giant shrines at that point? Well, uh, no, not exactly. I, I had been searching for one of zelda's memories and was up on a really high point and i found the memory and i looked down and i was like what is that big forest over there i don't think i've been to a big forest and then i tried to float into it uh and you can't it like zaps you back if you try to like glide into the forest because you have to get through it the way that it wants you to um so that piqued my interest i found my way in there uh i found i found my way through like pretty quickly i didn't get lost for very long in in lost woods so that was exciting uh then i got there I tried to take the sword, uh, almost killed myself. <laughs> the Deku Tree was like, bro, I healed you that time, but if you Not another time, again, dog. Not another time. If- <laughs> so I went and I got... Deku Tree just I- filming snuff films in the middle of the yeah, Lost Woods. Essentially. Essentially. Um, after that point, I think I went and beat three more Divine Beasts, and I did probably 15 other shrines here or there, or maybe more. I don't know. Um I kept wanting to go back. I went back one other time um, to upgrade my inventory slots, and I tried to get the sword again, and I, I chickened out at the very end because I thought I was going to die. I don't know if I could have gotten it then. Um, but once I did the Divine Beast, then I was like, all right, I definitely have to be strong enough now. And I was, thankfully. So um, I got that. Then I went, found all the memories, and then here I was. You were done. I was I, um, done. There was Hyrule Castle. I'm wondering what happens if you, because I never died on the... Uh, master sword thing like i wonder mm-hmm. if the deku tree is like all right one more time i will let yeah. you out like i wonder if the game just literally stops you from like actually dying because yeah yeah that'd be a little dark um it would be a little scary yeah yeah but then so hyrule castle which i was scared to go through the whole time especially with my experience on wii u where the guardians would kill me so easily um i, I had haven't even hadn't even sniffed at it the whole game until i had to go and get one of the memories in there um but then i kind of just wanted to explore i thought I don't know why I like hyped it up in my mind that the final boss was going to be this like super mega difficult hardcore Dark Souls battle that I was going to get my ass kicked by. Like I hadn't had trouble with really any of the bosses except for one. But uh, I don't I just built this up in my head like it was going to be this this huge this huge challenge. So I was like, I'm just I'm going to search every nook and cranny in this whole castle. And I looked up some of the fun stuff that you can find in there. and there's like the Hylian shield that you can get. And that's what I was, that's what I was going for. I went in to get that, that shield, the iconic looking shield, and I never found it. And oh, I bummer. found my way to 
the throne room. And like I was in front of the throne room like, is this the final boss? Should I be doing this? And then I walked in. I was like, okay, this is the final boss. Like I kind of knew I was walking in there, but it was not my intention to get up there. And I also assumed that I was just going to die as soon as I walked in. I was like, he's going to spank me. I have done nothing in this game. I got like 14 hearts, 15 hearts. Like I, I can't, I can't take this dude on. You, did My you even have a second lacking. row? No, not unless I used a bonus, a bonus thing. Wow. Yeah. I was just a little scrappy guy. Uh, and so I just assumed that there's no way I'm walking out of this battle. Like I'll, I'm going to get game over and then I'll continue exploring the castle. No big deal. Um, and then like 15 minutes later, I was watching the credits. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it was fine. But I had built it up in my head to be this whole huge thing. Um, and then it wasn't. And I mean, it was still fun. Um, it was. I think you had said that it almost felt like a little underwhelming because you had upgraded to the nth degree. Yeah. I hadn't even upgraded that much, but I was still like, all right, well, that was quick. <laughs> I did it. Um, I was, yeah. I was, I was surprised. I guess it's just coming from, uh, you know, dark souls, bloodborne from, from software games, basically that I'm expecting the end boss to just completely ruin me or at least eight right. to have that huge, like wall of difficulty. Uh, but definitely wasn't there at the end. Like it just, I just kind of had, there was one spot where I was a little confused on the mechanic and I was like, Oh yeah, I have a parry. I'll do that. And so I just parried and like you, you break through the, the whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about the horse just showing up? Were you like pro horse the entire game or anything? Or did you just have this some rando pop up or what? what so it was Epona for me. Oh, um, really? Because I did. did summon, ca- I, well, you summoned Epona using the amiibo? Tell me you did. I used the amiibos. Because yes. um, <laughs> I caught, I, I would say, I would say maybe, I don't know, a, a night or two before beating the game, I caught my first horse and it was some random like it was not a, it was not a strong looking horse. Um, it wasn't cool. There's this one area where I am like almost positive Zelda's horse can be found. Uh, I mean that doesn't make any sense because it's a hundred years ago, but it's the same horse that they use in the cutscene that you watch there. And then you see this white horse running around. I was like, that's her fucking horse. Tried to catch that thing. It didn't work. I got the amiibo out. I scanned that <laughs> shit in. So then, so then, decked out Epona shows up, and I was like, oh, this is fitting. Or I mean, I assumed that it w- it pulled my uh my epona and not just like a random horse but um yeah it was um i just i was like oh zelda did it she used magic to give me a horse that's it word (laughs) because otherwise because i have not been on a journey with this horse whatsoever (laughs) i have been on foot (laughs) what if you had approached the horse the horse was like nah man it just ran off and you're like but it's calamity ganon yeah (laughs) epona come back you you, you still have to do like the the l1 or press or whatever it is like soothe the horse and like make it like you i was like no no no, now's not the time (laughs) it's just running away from calamity ganon i love it yeah yeah um but overall i really loved it Uh, i'm excited for the second one did you go back and uh, watch the trailer I did. It looks did. weird, huh? Like it's got a it weird vibe. Weird. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, see how that's gonna play out. I want to get back to more of Breath of the Wild, but I got a long list of games I want to play. I'm playing Link's Awakening now. Just staying on that Zelda train. I love it, dude. Um, but yeah, how do you how stuff. are you finding Link's Awakening compared to Breath of the Wild? It's so different. They're like, I it, it's it's weird to. I mean, the same like puzzle solving logic is used in in both but if it's just so totally different and and yet i guess at the same time there are so many things that do feel the same which is interesting uh but i like it i mean i like i like this style of zelda anyway i don't at this point i don't think anything's ever going to beat 
this this Breath of the Wild um, vibe. No, I but, don't. I don't think um, they, I don't think it can, dude. Like it's just, it it's so like huge and encompass- encompassing, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. it just feels so good to play and like all of these other. Uh, we we did a whole fucking podcast about it. We don't have to. We did. We sure did. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Monster Week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it, it just like other. I, I, other Zelda games are going to pale by comparison now. I think like it's going to be like, yeah. oh, I okay, I I got to go get a sword, and I just have a sword the entire game. Like, where are my axes? Where are my spears? Right. right. Uh, where's my Boko Club or whatever the yeah, hell? Um, got to have a Moblin Club. Right. Um, and that's the thing. You know, with Breath of the Wild, there's that like insatiable desire to keep playing, to keep playing, and like just um, all of the gameplay loops, all of the the traversing, like you're constantly pushing the buttons and they feel good to push, you yep. know? Um, with Link's Awakening, I play for like an hour and I go, okay, I'll save it now. And like, I'll, I'll pause it. Um, it. I don't get that same desire to keep pushing forward, even though it's a relatively short game. And I am enjoying it. It just doesn't, you know, it's not the same. It's not yeah, the same. it's not the same. It's a, it's a much cuter game, I think. Like yeah. it's, 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 and it's meant Super to cute. be, and it leans on the cuteness a lot more than uh, Definitely. Breath of the Wild does. Anyway, um, so you haven't gamed? I have not gamed. Uh, what is the last? I think I think Dragon Quest. I think I've, I've I got to the credits and then I played up until the point where you get your new quest and the dude is uh like explaining to the time guy or whatever his name is is mm-hmm. like hi I'm time time guy. guy yeah um he's like you know if you go back in time like you could potentially save your your friend but everything else could be real bad and I was just like the game doesn't give you an option to be like nah and so I was just like you know what nah and i turned it off and i've been doing other stuff ever since <laughs> i um i got a new computer this week uh or i guess last week now um so i was kind of messing around with that to set it up for some some streaming stuff that i want to do um Ooh. so i got Link's awakening working on an emulator on a mac and i got a webcam so you can see a little a tiny little jeremy in the corner um i was planning on doing some of that this weekend but uh as you know i started working on this video somewhere thursday or friday and i was just like okay i'm gonna do this all week <laughs> um, this is what i'm gonna do all day every day yeah yeah autumn went had to um she traveled out of town on saturday to go see her horse and it was like a five hour round trip drive and she was uh, there for a few hours so she was literally gone all day saturday and this is all i did was sit in front of my computer and, and edit video so god damn yeah yeah it it's a lot dude it takes a while <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that <laughs> editing video takes a long time. So, uh, yeah, it's funny when I used to do my, my quick little YouTube videos, um, filming them would take like maybe 20 minutes because everything I was making was super short. And then that would be a, like, I don't know, like four hour turnaround for, for the edit. Um, which four hours per 20 minutes, that's not a good turnaround. Editing takes a long fucking time. <laughs> I'm a, we, I have created this video, um, again, like at least, let's say i got it pretty fucking early on saturday and sunday to to start working too so like let's just say six hours a day maybe um, jesus I, I think i think that's conservative like i think i may have 20 hours into creating the video that uh hopefully will go out with this podcast um <laughs> and I, I like if it gets 20 views i'm gonna be like i earned one view per hour like that'll be yep, <laughs> yep. But it's, it's worth it. It's, it's so weird it. because like it's not a it's not a supernatural I mean it is a supernatural AMV, but it's one that's filled with monster of the week like in jokes, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. there, we talk about like 
Castiel having scales in this in the song like uh-huh. it's fucking ridiculous like uh-huh. so you're watching this and it's like and I, I just I just like I was watching I was trying to picture um I sent it to our friend B Wade and I because he asked me what I was working on um and I was like here I'll send it to you I don't know how this is really going to land for a non-supernatural fan and he's like and he watched it, he was like oh yeah Destiel and like you know blood stuff I get it I'd see what's happening here <laughs> I was like okay all right but anyway <clears throat> no comments on the scales but all right yeah, no, no comments on scales. I, I don't know. I have to post the lyrics because that's always anytime we do one of these, um, everyone's like, mm-hmm. "What? Is, what are they? What are they saying?" Yeah, so, what are they? Huh? What? What's going on? Um, um I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, Autumn and I, um, you know, couples like have issues, right? Uh-huh. Like we, so we were we were having an issue. Um, Autumn was very upset. Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of det- details, obviously, because it's personal. Um, but we were talking it through. We were we were making it happen, and um, we were sitting there and we we're talking. And Autumn is like, "Are you are you sure that you actually feel better, or are you just saying that to try to make me feel better?" And da 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 da. And somehow that triggered Siri. <laughs> and it, so she says, "Are you just doing that to make me feel better?" And then my fucking iPad from across the room goes, "That's mean." <laughs> <laughs> what i swear to god and i reached over and grabbed it me and her just looked at each other like what and i grabbed it and i opened it and it had like something she had said triggered siri and it was like are you just doing this to make me happy and siri's response was that's mean and i was like god damn siri i'm in the middle of a heartfelt conversation right now my man like it's chill out siri please Mind uh, your business. Mind your business, Siri. God, uh, but that—that that, I mean, like me and all, like from that moment on, like there was no, there was no right. other issue. It was just we were laughing so hard that it. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's funny. You wanna you wanna talk about supernatural? Let's do the thing. I feel like I'm asleep right now. I'm feeling fine. I'm, I, you know, I'm vibing, but I do feel like I'm asleep. Are you vibing right now? Chris? I'm, I'm all right, man. I'm chilling, but I'm asleep too. <laughs> so. I, I'm vibing in my sleep. Yeah. You know, I'm dreaming right now, but like, let's do this podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. It's not a problem. I am not awake, but that will not be an issue. Yeah, well, that's not gonna be an issue doing the podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> not at all. 